0: Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie foothills the rocky mountains the Pecani first nation waterton lakes national park the crow's nest pass and the upper river watershed of the south saskatchewan river basin join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers townsmen cowboys mounties pioneer women politicians chroniclers miners railroaders and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of canada Welcome back to Radio KBPV, the podcast of the Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village in Pincher Creek, Alberta. My name is Ranger Gord, and this is one in a series of our talking tombstone tours that uh, the Pioneer Village does in a local cemetery every August on usually the night of a full moon and usually a Saturday night. Uh, This year, our Ghosts of Our Past tour took us to or returned, rather, to Pioneer Cemetery in Pincher Creek Pincher's first official cemetery. And a lot of stories in this, uh, in this, the founding cemetery of the town. Uh, We performed this on Saturday, August 13th, 2022, at seven o'clock. And uh, as usual, this is a heritage presentation by the Pincher Creek and District Historical Society. And we're going to have historical readings of pioneers that represent some of the, the uh, local school districts from the area Asheville, Bovee, Beaver Mines, Cowley Mountain Mills, North Fork, Pincher City, Pincher Creek, Summerview, Waldron, and Yarrow. Uh, this tour is uh, curated and researched uh, by uh, village curator Farley Wood. And he will be the primary voice that you will be hearing uh, introducing the uh, the various tours. Now, this is going to be a podcast done as one reading per issue of podcasts. That means, uh, of course, this is our introductory cast, and you will hear more as time goes on. Uh, We will release these periodically so you don't have a great big dump all at once and you can just listen to one of the readings and uh, within the next few days look forward to another so there will be a series of 23 of these readings that we'll be releasing on the radio kbpv feed thank you and without further ado let's have farley wuth introduce our tour our tour and the first reading test 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 can you hear me it's, it's a recorder, not a megaphone. Okay. We brought megaphones last year and it just ticked everyone off. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is for podcasts we make, so you can yeah. listen to these all
1: winter long. Yes, when it's uh, 40 below out on the 3rd of January, you can listen to Farley babble away about local history. So so good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Talking Tombstones event. Uh, this is sponsored by the Pincher Creek and District Historical Society and it's one of our annual programming events where we help to preserve and promote local history and uh, so uh, i think this is about the 10th or the 12th one we've done Uh, we've uh, highlighted the different historical cemeteries and current cemeteries in southwestern alberta Uh, we started off the pioneer cemetery uh, back in about 2010 or 2012 and have um, tackled several of the other ones. Fairview, we've been to it twice. We've been out to uh, uh, Livingston Cemetery, we've been out to Cowley, where the Lightning just about zapped us. Uh, we're out at St. Henry's where the coyotes and wolves howled with us. And we've been out to uh, Fishburn. we've been out to Trinity Lutheran, we've been out to Waterton, we've been out to Fort McLeod. And so now we've come back to some of the in-town cemeteries, uh to highlight some of the other readings that we didn't get a chance to do previously and so we are here at pioneer cemetery uh to, to highlight some of the historical ones here uh, next year we're going to do a unique event at uh, with the uh, talking tombstone so this is our paid political uh commercial right now it'll be at the museum that Kootenay brown pioneer village and we're highlighting the the uh, people who made, the pioneers who made big contributions to our local history uh, back in the early days, but who uh, left the community and are buried elsewhere. So we're going to be uh, highlighting people like Dr. Goforth, Frank Goforth, who lived east of town, who was a doctor. We're doing, we're reading about Father Lacombe, F.W. Godso, Amy Saunders, who is the first, she said she was the first non-native woman to come to Pincher Creek with uh, Colonel McLeod's wife. And she uh, made a big contribution. We're doing a whole host of people. We're doing uh, the, the original editor for the Rocky Mountain Echo. These people are all made big contributions and so they're... Because we're on a limited budget, so I've been told by the executive, we can't go off to these other cemeteries, and we're going to bring the history back to Pincher Creek. No, no
0: tours at Ottawa? Or no, it or
1: got it got vetoed. Canadian okay. <laughs> cemetery ecology? Yeah, okay. so we're going to go to the different historical buildings at the museum and do reenactments in front of the the cabins there for those
0: tombstones actually on the site yes so we will discuss those
1: yes we do we've got some northwest model police ones and some from the Dukobor people as well so so uh yeah that's for next year keeping in mind for next year the pioneer cemetery that we're at here in pincher creek is pincher creek's original uh public cemetery and it was used from the 1880s um up until about 1926 when the last burial was here and so it uh, was very popularly used. The Fairview cemetery where we were at last year um, is the original cemetery for uh, Saint John's Church of England and for Saint Michael's Roman Catholic Church so there's lots of early burials there and then the, uh, the public system started going down there as well so in during the uh, early 1900s uh, if you didn't belong to the Catholic faith or the Anglican faith, you could have been buried at either, either cemetery. And the last, like I say, the last cemetery uh, burial up here was in 1926. And for 50 or 60 years, this cemetery fell into great disuse and a lot of disrespect. Uh, it was not properly maintained. Uh, tombstones were falling over. There was no uh, grounds program here or anything like that, and then there is also the problem that in 1950 this old Scott block burnt down and that's where the records for the town of Pinch Creek were maintained and all the cemetery records burnt up in that fire. Back in the late 1970s and early 1980s we are fortunate that there was a committee of uh, the seniors in the community community got together to Deal with the cemetery here and try to get it all—the situation corrected. And these are people like Jean Tucker, Millie Cox, uh, Gladys Taylor, Corbett Lynn Staunton, people like that, who got together and tried to recollect where, uh, who was buried up here and where they are buried. And these are usually the children. These people I just mentioned are the children of the original, volu- uh, of the original um, pioneers here, and so they came up with a list of 200 people approximately who they knew who were buried here. When they tackled the project there was only 84 headstones here. So there's 116 people buried at at the Pioneer Cemetery who we know are up here but we don't know exactly where they are. And so that's one of the unique challenges about uh, uh, doing readings and trying to preserve the history here at uh, at the cemetery because we know they're out here someplace but we're not sure exactly where they're buried and so that's they've got some interest by some of the other descendants of the people here to uh, correct the situation and so forth. So what we're going to do is we've got 19 readings of uh, uh, some of the early pioneers here and we're going to start over here uh, at the rock plaque because there's two uh, names there that we want to read about, and then we're going to go off to the west end of the cemetery and make our way east. and The tombstones are all flagged uh, with crate uh, paper. I was up here this morning marking the graves and all that, so it'll be fairly easy to identify them. I got a grid system here as well. So, so if you like to follow me, we're going to start over here at the rock, Karen. Uh, so, our first reading this evening is uh for an early beaver mines family who lived uh lived out just west of beaver mines and that's Nellie and well nelly and thomas welburn w-e-l-b-u-r-n and they're listed here uh, Nellie, nelly sorry Gordon. No. and uh, nelly is one of the people who has an unmarked grave at this point and these recollections are based on two of their children, Gordon and Olive, who were brother and sister who uh, wrote this for the museum. Nellie and Tom uh, Welburn lived uh, with their eight uh, children at Beaver Mines, Alberta for a brief period from 1915 to 1921. It is Nellie who is buried here in an unmarked grave at Pincher Creek's Pioneer Cemetery. Thomas was born in 1877 in Yorkshire County, England his parents immigrated to Quebec with uh, their six children. Nellie Leggett was born in 1887 in Dublin, Ireland. When Nellie was an infant, her mother died and her father uh, immigrated to Quebec with his children. In 1906, dates don't quite add up, but in 1906 at the age of 16, Nellie married Tom who was age 26. They farmed in Quebec for another nine years where their first six children, Kathleen, George, Mabel, Myrtle, Gordon and Ida were born. At that point they decided for better opportunities and applied for a homestead out west of Beaver Mines. In pursuit of greater opportunity Tom and Nellie moved west. In the fall of uh, 1915 Tom took the harvest train uh, to the Pinch Creek area in search of work and for a home for his family. He found work on a ranch and applied for a homestead uh, three miles west of Beaver Mines on the southwest corner of Section 5, Township 6, Range 2, west of the 5th. The property is now referred to as the Old Buickard uh, Place. The ter- terrain was rough, hilly and rocky, making homestead difficult at the best of times. And the short growing season with early frost meant that the quarter was best for cattle, ranching, but not for uh, farming. Nellie, pregnant with their seventh child, uh, remained in Quebec until the following spring in 1916. A daughter Olive was born in Montreal in 1916. Shortly thereafter, Nellie packed up her, her seven children and went out to the area, headed on a train uh, to Pinterest City to join her husband. The young couple uh, uh, lived quite happily in their new home for five and a half years. Tom worked away from home uh, on a ranch and would be gone for two weeks at a time. With the help of her older children, Nellie shot firewood, milked cows, tended the garden and cared for her young family. The youngest, uh, the oldest daughter, Kate, recalled that her mother and uh, her brother, George, would saw wood with a a buck saw. Kate also related the story of her mother and father going to a dance on horseback and being chased uh, back by the wolves as they returned back along the path uh, after dark. Another daughter, uh, Gwendolyn was born, the Tom and Nellie in 1918. Despite the Spanish Flu, subsequent pneumonia and flu epidemics uh, compounded by hard work, the children remember uh, these as happy years uh, living in the West. The older children went to school uh, at Cofield School, which is located just outside of Beaver Mines, and later, when the family moved, uh, they went to Coleman. Then there, uh, two of the children, Gordon and Olive, which related the story, were injured in separate accidents. Wild ponies roamed uh, the region and Gordon, after, uh, at about seven years of age, loved to ride the wild ponies. One evening, he uh, disobeyed strict orders, not to ride the ponies, and Gordon uh, rolled into the uh, family yard. There's some connection here between disobeying orders and having the name of Gord. So, so that's what happened.
0: Due to inflation, that buck saw is now a 20 (laughs) buck saw.
1: Gordon was, uh, the uh, daughter was uh, getting water out of the well, and he looked uh, up, she looked up, it startled the horse, and uh, Gordon was thrown on the ground, breaking his uh, elbow. It was a severe injury, he was taken back to the Memorial Hospital here in Pincher Creek, and uh, they uh, tried to fix it, but it never healed properly. In many, many years, uh, it was uh, amputated. It could be said that Nellie operated a bed and breakfast uh, in the region. Cowboys traveling uh, through there sometimes stopped overnight at the Wellburn Residence. Nellie would provide them with a home-cooked meal before they uh, rolled out the sleepy bags on the kitchen floors. Sometimes the cowboys would carry rifles and they were required to empty the guns outside before entering the house. A bullet must have been discarded in the wood pile as it exploded in the stove one day. It blew a a hole in the side of the stove and hit Olive, who was four years old at the uh, time, in her face, as she uh, stood close by in the kitchen. Uh, uh, Olive lost one eye. In the accident, it was not known that she had ever regained full sight in the other. Olive uh, later recalled the incident occurred, an incident that occurred after she returned home home from the hospital. She was uh, lying on a cot and watching her mother uh, uh, kneading bread in the kitchen. She could make out her mother's silhouette. Oh, I can see you, she exclaimed. Her mother dropped everything and hugged her. Olive spent many months in in, uh, Lethbridge hospital having reconstructive surgery on her face. Olive believed that she was still in the hospital in Lethbridge when her mother passed away. Nellie and uh, the children contracted pneumonia in the summer of 1921. On the morning of July 1st Nellie was making a fire in the stove to prepare breakfast. When not called down for for breakfast shortly afterwards The children went downstairs and found their mother slumped over the stove. Nellie had passed away. A messenger was sent on horseback to find uh, and inform Tom who was out on the range. Nellie was uh, uh, buried at what is now known the Pioneer Cemetery in Pincher Creek. With eight children to uh, care for, Tom could no longer uh, work for weeks uh, at a time away from the homestead. He moved the family to Hillcrest, where he got a uh, job at the local coal mine. The family lived in the house uh, near the slide uh, uh, at Turtle Mountain, and the children went to school in the past. A short time later, Tom was severely injured in a mining accident and was hospitalized. When the children were put in the orphanage, relatives from Quebec heard about their uh, uh, bad luck and sent for them. Once again, the children uh, uh, boarded a train, this time it was retu- to return to Quebec. The children were uh, split up amongst several relatives and had very little contact with each other after that. Consequently, the memories of the children at Beaver Mines remains very special for them. And that's why they wrote this down and forwarded it on to the museum. One, uh, Some of the grandchildren are still around and they're the ones that are working with the town to help see if they can identify some of the extra people here who we don't know where they are, but we know know that they're here and all that. So so that's the story of Nellie and Tom Welburn. give me two minutes, I'm going to thank you.